They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is the season four opener of They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune, and I'm joined by... Gavin Eddings, and I regret to inform you that Brent Terhune has been taken over by a Kandarian demon. Uh, they're coming <laughs> to get you! Uh, also, I, f- I found a book with a bunch of Latin in it that uh, says don't read, so let me go ahead and read from that. <laughs> gonna read I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna sound it out found this old book in a basement i don't know what it means got it looks like it's bound in human flesh it's written in <laughs> blood but you know what let's just read a few bars from this abe do we down below uh, <laughs> give me the power i beg of you that's not even the right spell that's from oh, chucky no. oh no we're getting everybody all confused confused we're watching Evil Dead, uh, dear listener, and thanks for all the positive feedback of the the three seasons we've done. I was looking at the, I don't know the uh, where we host it, and it said you know we do ten episodes per season. Mm-hmm. So of course, Gavin, we have thirty six episodes available. <laughs> we 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 did extra bonus episodes for you for like the Halloween series, and then we do our mm-hmm. end of the year wrap up. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. People be digging this podcast. We are ranked number 10 on Podomatic, which is just our hosting service. But you know yeah. what? I've seen this as high as like number five. And it's not Apple Tune. It's not iTunes, like Discover or whatever. But you know what? People are listening and we appreciate all that support. There's 11 podcasts in that category. So we're not the worst. <laughs> one. No, I don't know how many are in there. But it's actually anyway. The- it's Joe Rogan Experience Uncut After Dark 4 a.m. edition that we're beating out, actually. So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. And that's only because it's eight hours long. So. <laughs> and who's got the time for that? Uh, his fans. So, uh, But uh, thanks for being here, uh, dear listener, and all the positive uh, feedback you've given. You, you tell a friend about the show. We always appreciate that. And uh, I had some people during our break say... When are you coming back? So I had that back. too, and I was like, "We're done. Irreconcilable differences. No more." Yeah, N- we got a divorce. Again. I'm getting <laughs> Halloween and The Exorcist and the d- divorce. <laughs> we have to divide the episodes up, and like I get beanie babies on a on a courtroom floor. <laughs> and unfortunately, I was like, "You have to take Hellraiser. I have to give you Hellraiser." Uh, so, and you're like, "Oh God, I don't want this," but I. It was part of the it was part of the agreement. I was like, if, if this goes sour, you get Hellraiser. I'll take Phantasm. Okay. That, well, that you like you like Hellraiser more than I like it, and I like Phantasm more than you liked it. I wanted to hurt you. Okay. It was it, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to hurt it's very you, buddy. much. Well, I'm taking Terrifier. No, I, <laughs> no. We'll we'll uh, work it out. We'll work it out. I promise. But this episode, we're ready to slap some white uh, white women once again. god i hope that does become the unofficial tagline of this show it's like they're coming to get you ready to slap some white women some white broads but uh yeah we're we're watching evil dead uh this episode gavin this was kind of we we before we put our our seasons together we text each other here's what we'd like to do and i think it's safe to say that this was your choice 
This is my choice because this is my favorite horror movie of all time. Ooh, this is sacred ground. Is it? Does it also happen to coincide with the release of a new movie this week called Evil Dead Rise? So people might be Googling the Evil Dead more often than not, and they might discover our humble little podcast. Absolutely. It's all about that SEO, baby, search engine optimization. But it's one I want to talk about for a while. It is my favorite horror movie of all time. And as I was rewatching this, I was like, why, though? Why is this my favorite horror movie of all time? Because I love it. But revisiting it every few years or so, I'm like, this is kind of slow. It's a little slow at times. It seems like and a, it's only an 85-minute movie. That is that that is correct. So, what is your experience with the Evil Dead? Like, how did you first uh, discover it? Like, how did you first learn about it? And when did you watch it for the first time? Uh, I found a, a tape in a cabin, and I put it in the VCR, <laughs> and I played it. No, um, I this was one that I saw probably seven years ago for the first time. I don't know, five seven years ago, and it, I saw it because you 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 hear certain movies in the horror movie zeitgeist have got to see this, you got to see this. So eventually you see those movies just so you can be a guy that says, yes, I've seen that movie. Yeah. And the first time I went to watch it, it was on Netflix. And I I put it on because I was like, I think it was going to take a nap. And I put it on and I found out quickly that this is not a taking a nap type movie, Gavin. No, it is very much, it grips you from the get go. And you're like, well, I'm going to stay awake for this. Um, well, I, I I didn't. I turned it because it, I got scared, which is a rarity for oh, okay. for me. So this it, one actually, I was like, th- this. There's a lot of stuff going on that I I don't want to fall asleep to screams. <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, so I watched this for the first time on DVD uh, back in like probably 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. Um, and I learned about, about the series for the first time because there was a Dreamcast game called, like, Evil Dead Hail to the King. I was like, what is this mm-hmm. Evil Dead thing? And then they also had a DVD that came out around that time that was uh, back when physical media was, like, a huge deal. They used to do, like, a lot of, like, limited edition things for DVDs. And they did mm-hmm. an Evil Dead, Dead version that actually came in a Book of the Dead case. And now it's, like, super rare to get on eBay or whatever. And I was like, well, what is this movie that comes in this sick book? Like, this looks awesome. And I watched it, and I was like, what? This, holy shit, this is terrifying. This is actually a really scary movie that is unsettling. It's got, it hits all the buttons for me. It's uh, demon possession, which scares me. It's got tons of gore, which I love. And it just has Bruce Campbell, which I also adore. So it just really checked all the boxes for me. And people seem to like Evil Dead 2, uh, Dead by Dawn, Army of Darkness, and then uh, Evil Dead 2013. Some people seem to like those a little bit better. Evil Dead 2 is very, very popular. Army of Darkness, obviously very popular. But for me, Mm -hmm. I like the original Evil Dead because it is more scary. It's it's very over the top still with the gore, but it but it is a it, it is very very scary. It's scary and it it didn't take a lot to scare me as far as the gimmicks that they were using in the movie. They're not elaborate. No. It's just having weird eyes and yeah, the makeup is not like even even there are certain shots producer wife and I was I was like I just love that clearly the guy's hitting a doll. Yeah. Like, like, clearly that is not a real person in the basement anymore. They, they, they are hitting a, a foam head. 
And it works because you're like, well, the demon form is changing their face. Like, the the demon is changing, and that makes this okay. I just figure they got their props at the same place that uh, Wes Craven did when he did the mom from Nightmare on Elm Street. They're, they're actually yes. Halloween. Wes Craven actually watched Evil Dead and said, can I use one of your spooky skeletons to lower into a mattress? Uh, in a pivotal scene in my movie, The Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, but this hits so many boxes for me. It's a very simple story. And basically, at, at the end, it's like, what would happen if all of your friends became demons and you're in a cabin by yourself? Like, can you kill them? Would, like, is that, o- can, is that okay? Do you think you'd be okay mm-hmm. doing that? Uh, because if not, yeah. they're going to kill you. I wouldn't even wait till you turned. I would just, <laughs> I'd see like your hand be a little purple and I'd be like, I want to go out to the shed real quick. <laughs> and we've had this discussion before with other things like, uh, in my bloody Valentine, we talked about like, how long would it take before you had to eat each other? And you're like three hours tops. Like that is I it. Mean, so- the, the dust wouldn't have been settled and I'd. <laughs> I you know how in in the cartoons I probably already said it where like two people are trapped in an avalanche cabin and then <laughs> one the wolf just sees like you turn into a turkey a juicy <laughs> turkey a, that's what it would see a, see a chicken leg or a ham or something yeah uh, what we're saying is we should never be in any situation where we have to turn on each other because it will happen way too fast. Yeah, I would probably just turn on you when it didn't even call for it. I'd be overzealous. <laughs> be like, God damn it, he's turning to heel again. Why is this heel turn again? Why, why, why do you betray me at WrestleMania, at our WrestleMania watch party? We're not even there. <laughs> we, we'd be at the McDonald's drive-thru and I'd say, can I get some ice cream? And they say, oh, I'm sorry, the machine's down for the night. And you would just turn into a McFlurry right in front of me. <laughs> Be like, Brent, why are you pouring M&M's on my head? Like, why? <laughs> where do you even get those? Why are you salivating like the dog from uh, <laughs> Sandlot? My God. <laughs> Brent the Beast here, hewed. Uh, you too live in James Earl Jones' backyard. Um, Who's making all that racket? May- next week, we're watching the Sandlot. <laughs> Just- I would watch the Sandlot because there are horror elements in the Sandlot for sure. Uh, like it's just that fear of like dogs. Uh, it's like we could watch the we could watch the Sandlot and Cujo as a double feature, and be That's like, true. which one was which? Which 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 one happened? I loved in the Sandlot when they were trapped in the car and the beast tried to eat them. <laughs> D was Wallace was blind, <laughs> <laughs> and she kept talk, talking about her past lover, Baby Ruth, of some <laughs> sort. But Evil Dead, of course, the one of the directorial, I think it was the official directorial debut, like big debut of Sam Raimi, who's gone mm-hmm. on to do like Spider-Man, the Spider-Man trilogy. He's done Drag Me to Hell. He did mm-hmm. the uh, Doctor Strange in the Mouth of Ma- in the Multiverse of Madness last summer. So he's mm-hmm. gone on to have quite a career from this very humble, small little horror movie that had like the worst filming conditions of all time. Just reading about it, it's very guerrilla filmmaking, rag, like they had no money and they went out and made something just really groundbreaking and amazing. He was 20 years old. That's, I was like, I have aspirations to make movies and this dude was just out doing it at 20. Yeah. 
Yeah, back it's a different time. Back then it was a different time. And now it's like easy because you have like a phone and anybody can make a movie right now. Like right now, mm-hmm. the phone in your pocket or that you're listening to this on is has more technology than what they use to make Citizen Kane. So remember you that. You go to the moon with this phone. We go to the moon. We go to the moon and call an Uber and yell and leave a Yelp review about McDonald's machine being down. <laughs> you could do so much. Did with you it. see at the at the beginning of this movie when they pull up to the cabin and I don't I don't know names for this movie. Not Bruce Campbell, the other guy walks uh, up to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scotty, and they're like following him from the side. I did see right off the bat that you can see the boom mic shadow in that shot and i always i i don't care that that stuff is in the movie because it's it's gonna happen but i always love when i see it when i don't have to click on one of those lists that's like eight mistakes in movies i found one i found one gavin i did it i did it those are always fun and it shows like they were in such a hurried shooting schedule to make this movie and and it took forever to get it done even though they were like hurried and Mm -hmm. that's why um Later in the movie, why you mentioned why so many of the things like look different in the effects, it's because a lot of the actors were already done, and they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. we gotta get pickup shots," and so that's why you have all these extra people uh, standing in as like fake shimps in the credit, where you had somebody just like putting on like a Shelly mask and being like, "Well, we're gonna put you in the cellar, and you're gonna look completely different from the other actress, but we're we're just gonna make it work. We have like mm-hmm. four dollars left. We have to get this movie done." Well, the the movie the budget overall was three hundred seventy five thousand dollars, but he they even had trouble getting I think the initial first a hundred thousand, and they made like a, a short version of Evil Dead called Within the Woods. It was like a proof of concept, or as they called it, a prototype. Um, it was uh, made for sixteen hundred dollars. Um, and that's what got them off the ground. They Sam Raimi went around to a bunch of investors and and begged some of them to be like, "Can you please give me this money so I can make this movie?" I saw that like some people like uh, Bruce Campbell like remortgaged his parents' house to get it finished, mm-hmm. and they like cold called businesses and just like, could you could you imagine doing that? Like, I can think of nothing worse than cold calling a business if I have a job that is cold calling businesses and trying to make sales. But I cannot imagine yeah. calling up your local like Home Depot and being like, hello, Home Depot, I'm yeah. making a short film. Would you like to give me some money or donate some lumber? Nothing makes me more anxious than having to call somebody on the phone who I do not know and then ask mm-hmm. them for things. That sounds terrible. I don't even like to ask people that I know, let yeah. alone a stranger, you know? Yeah, just when you have to move, you're like, I don't want to ask anybody to help me move. Like, that's their whole Saturday. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw my back out. It's okay. I'll just get hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'll the, just... the initial box office for this movie was $2.7 million, and then worldwide it turned into $29.4 million off of a, an initial $375,000 budget. So I'd, not, I'd call that a win. Not a bad return on investment there. He got to buy his parents' house back, and like he mm-hmm. got to pay the Home Depot back, I guess, and be like, thank you so much. But mm-hmm. there, this movie really does a lot with a very little. They had a cabin that they leased, and the only rule they had was uh, for, from the guy who who leased it to them was like, whatever you do to it, just revert it back. And that that's that that was the they had free reign to fuck up this cabin as long as they made it nice when they left. Mm-hmm. 
like I'm trying to think. Do they they broke some window? There's so many shots in this movie of somebody just stare standing in front of an a window that I'm so with horror movies. I'm so programmed to be like, don't stand in front of the window. Yeah, you don't want to stand in front of a window when a tornado is happening or if you're in a horror movie. These are the times when you yeah. get away from windows and go to an interior room or a basement to mm. avoid the horrors that are coming towards you. Imagine but- Jason in Twister. It's a mashup. <laughs> oh, God, Jason in Twister? <laughs> like, oh, no. There's that scene in Twister where they go into, like, the the knife barn or whatever, and, like, oh, no, Jason has all the knives and is now actually, he's he's formed a truce with a tornado. This Poor could Helen be bad. Hunt. Poor <laughs> Helen Hunt. Cha-cha-cha, hunt, hunt, hunt. You just got to <laughs> go after her. Um, but I love this movie, and I will say, like, a, like we opened with, it is my favorite Evil Dead movie. I don't think it is the best one. It is the scariest one. I do think, objectively, I think Evil Dead 2, which is what you suggested that we do for mm-hmm. this one. Um, we kind of went back and forth on which one to cover, whether it be like the Evil Dead, um, the 1981 version, or doing Evil Dead 2, which is much beloved, or I even thought like Evil Dead 2013, which I think is a great mm-hmm. remake slash reimagining. But we but we settled on the Evil Dead one just because it is where it all kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, what what happens in this movie, Gavin? They they go into the cellar, they find the book, they find the recording of whoever is talking about it, and what because mm-hmm. from the jump we get the one of my favorite parts of this movie is the, the whatever flying through the woods. Yeah, so it makes it seem like there's already an evil in there but it doesn't really kick off until they listen to that tape so my question is if they hadn't listened to the tape read the book would it would the evil still been out there i think it would have been out there but i don't think it would have possessed people i think it would have just been like omnipresent but it couldn't possess people it's not until they read from the book of the dead the necronomicon ex mortis that they Mm -hmm. actually are able to be possessed and what is so cool about this movie is that we do sometimes we we have we, we we have to walk a fine line between like summarizing a movie scene for scene or like giving tidbits or just kind of giving the overall scheme of things. This is not a very complicated movie to describe. It is five friends go to a cabin in the woods, they read an evil book and they all start getting possessed and gore happens. It's a very simple mm-hmm. plot, but it's effective in its simplicity. And I think that yeah, had they not gone into the basement also Who's going into a basement in in, in a rented cabin? Like, I know the door flies up on its own, but if that happens, I'm just leaving. I'm not investigating. I'm like, I don't care what rate we got on this on kayak.com. We are leaving. (laughs) I was going to say this, that cabin has got to be like the filthiest thing I've ever seen in a, in a movie, which is not true. It's probably a text chainsaw massacre, but like, (laughs) If you walked into this place and just saw how that cabin looked, you'd be like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> like, this is gross. You're like, this is the comedy condo. This is where I have to stay I've for the weekend. I've stayed there. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've stayed there. And the, the the cable and the Wi-Fi doesn't work, and they, they say, oh, uh, there must be, there was outages all this week when you're here, but then... On the screen, it says you got to pay the bill, and you're like, I know what's going on here. 
on the tube TV. Like, will you? Did you bring some DVDs with you? I did not bring <laughs> DVDs with me. I did not it's, think ahead to bring physical media. Furniture from the club. I've stayed in that <laughs> comedy condo many times. <laughs> But yeah, you it's such a dirty cabin and they're like, yeah, one of my friends or rep, rep, relative owns it. It'll be a great time. No. And you've got the two couples here also. And then you have Ash's sister. But it's like you're bringing your women to this cabin to get mm-hmm. your fuck on. Because uh, that's why people go to the cabin. That's why couples go camping is so that they can take their sexual escapades into the wild, literally into the mm-hmm. wild. That's what you do on a camping trip is, is you bang in the woods. That's it. But I don't think anybody's getting down and dirty. They're, they're just getting dirty in this cabin. Like, nobody – it's not setting the mood. No. Like, I – if I brought producer wife to this cabin, she'd say, let's go. And and she's not like a hoity-toity, gotta have a hotel. She'll go no. camping. But, like, this is – like, if the walls are dirty, uh, like, there's no way I'm drinking the water. That, that's <laughs> not happening, you know? Yeah, and your wife is what we call crunchy. Like, like she's very like she likes the earth and like outside mm-hmm. stuff. So, but yeah, if, if your wife's what like, what the no hell thinking. did you say, you son of a bitch? <laughs> what did you say about my wife? <laughs> I said she's real crunchy. You know, <laughs> you you called her granola. <laughs> I called her Nestle, motherfucker. I called her <laughs> Nestle Crunch Bar. Does <laughs> it? You're lucky we're three hours away from each other in our different time zones. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> you're turning into a turkey right now. I'm about to eat that ass, I'll and not your you literal in, ass either. Don't I'll take that you. out of context. <laughs> I'll meet you in Bloomington, and my ass will be there. Hope you're hungry, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird way! What, what a weird podcast kickoff. So um, far. Also, also this season, I, I decided we are no longer nutting and running. We are now <laughs> nutting it. We are now nutting and loving. It's going to be all about long-term relationships after you nut. So so we're really turning over a new leaf. We're growing as people. So that's what I want running. season four to be. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, I ain't ready to settle down. You can't clip this bird's wings. <laughs> but, but you have the scene where all, it's like these friends who are just going to a cabin. Um, they drive across the most unsafe bridge. It's like, oh, they're going to die right off the bat. They're not going to make it to this cabin. That rickety ass bridge, and the t- the it breaks and the tires through the the bridge like, <laughs> uh it doesn't make me feel good. And that that's like that car. I don't remember what kind of car it is, but that's from what I read is like in all of other Sam Raimi's movies. Yeah, that it's the Oldsmobile. It's in all of the movies. Um, it, it was in the Spider Man movies. It was in Drag Me to Hell. I believe it was probably in Doctor Strange last summer. Um, he also mm-hmm. likes to cameo Bruce Campbell in all of his movies because they're friends. Um, mm-hmm. They were actually, uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were high school friends. Um, it was like Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, and then Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell became the actor because uh, Sam Raimi said, quote, he's the one the ladies wanted to look at. Which is very true because these women at horror conventions still go crazy for the chin. They love Bruce Campbell. I, I'm creaming my jeans just thinking about the guy. Yeah, I've I, I've met him before. He was not unpleasant, but it wasn't like the personal. It wasn't like the as personable as like some celebrities are. Like it's mm-hmm. not. I wouldn't say never meet your heroes about Bruce Campbell, but it's like temper your expectations if you meet Bruce Campbell because it's not going to be the life changing experience that some people think it might be. So that's what I, I mean. About that, Bruce. 
He's handsome, but he's no Tobin Bell. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's, he, he wants to play a game. He's that Tobin <laughs> Bell. Tobin Bell was an absolute sweetheart, and I did love meeting him. But that's um, Jigsaw, by the way, for people that that's, don't, that don't that, know. That's but, Jigsaw. Uh, I said, "Will you put on this backwards hat for me, so so, so you look younger for this photo?" <laughs> Hello, fellow teenagers. Uh, but yeah, that, that's five. It's five friends in a cabin. Uh, from I think from the jump stuff is just creepy, and yeah. then they the the cellar door flies open, and like you said, you you would have been gone. I would have been the same way because there's drafts like the wind <laughs> blowing, but then that's not one of those drafts, you know. If if it's, first off, if that cellar door blows open, my mom mom's gonna come out of nowhere and be like, "You're letting all the good air out." Mm. Who do We're you, not heating our whole neighborhood. <laughs> We're not heating this whole woods and lake getaway. <laughs> Who, who's gonna pay for this? So I'm out immediately when a when a cellar door flies open, un uh, unprovoked, I'm gone. But they're like, you know what? Let's go down and see what we can find. And they find the Book of the Dead, and they find like a tape recording as well. And they're like, you know what would really speed things along? Let's play this tape and read from this book. Did nobody bring Monopoly? Like, there's nothing else you guys could think to do at this cabin but read the cursed book in the basement that you find. They bought they brought some playing cards. That's about it. Yeah, that's not. A, I mean, it, it is 1980, 1981, so you don't have like your Nintendo Switch or any of your gaming. But like, what it? Honestly, the Book of the Dead really saved this trip because they had nothing else planned. They're, they've yeah, they've been was, bored very quickly. It was just going to be uh, they're going to play euchre, and which is hard with five people. And not four. <laughs> I've never played euchre. Is that like a? It's not really popular here in Indiana. Like, isn't it's euchre a very like a Indiana thing? like Michigan thing? Which you need four people to do it. Oh, so then they would be like, "Well, listen, Shelley, we're going to need you to go away for a while. Go sit outside. <laughs> go, Come on, go get." Sit- Go on, get. But they bring the book up, of course, and they read from it, and you hear, like, the professor who's staying there, like, I came to this cabin to study the Book of the Dead, and I now believe that my wife has been possessed by a Kandarian demon. There's also a Kandarian Mm -hmm. dagger. Uh, By the way, in case nobody can read the book, let me read a few passages onto an audio recording, just in case nobody's wanting to awaken the demons. I got that for you. I got you covered. Brought to you by (laughs) Audible.com. Brought to you by Audible. I really liked when the Audible version was read by Idris Elba, Idris Elba, and he's like, oh, yeah, knock two. But was it like Idris Elba from The Wire, who's kind of a street gangster, or was it like, hey, mate, how you doing? (laughs) Um, It was Stringer Bell from The Wire. Awesome. Yo, motherfuckers, what we doing? Where's Wallace? Don't nobody care about no 40-degree day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stringer Bell reads the Book of the Dead now on Audible. Oh, so yeah, many deep, uh, so many deep cuts. My my one, I I don't know if I, I like I I think this movie is good, and I I think most things in this movie work, but I was trying to figure out why it just really didn't hit me like other movies because this has a lot of like it's scary. It's uh, I don't know if it's in the 35 millimeter if they had to blow it up, but I told we talked before how th- sometimes it looks kind of shitty, kind of grainy. The metal cars look metal. I don't, it has that look that I like in the movie, and I was thinking why it didn't really hit for me exactly. 
and I was thinking maybe like the rules of the deadites. That's what they're called, right? The deadites. Yeah, deadites. Yes. It's. I, I don't know that the rules are like laid out. I think Defined. I like rules in a movie. Yeah, because after I watched this one, I watched the 2013 remake reboot and that in that movie the rules are clear the, the guy reads the book you know yeah and i was thinking maybe that's what it is about this movie is i think it's great this is a good movie but it didn't really hit because i didn't know the rules of the deadites i think yeah basically they just read the book and then people start getting possessed i believe it is um uh cheryl gets possessed first and then they, she's just uh, rereading, reading the cards. She can read things, and then her eyes turn white. She gets like the really deformed demon face. They throw mm-hmm. in the cellar, and we don't know why or why it takes her first, or then how it can take other people. We don't know if it's like because somebody got stabbed by something. Does that mean they can do it? Because you see, Cheryl stab um, Linda, I believe, in the ankle with, with the that pencil. Pen- uh. with, oh God! What I think what does it for me in this is that it's very gory like Sam Raimi went very hardcore on the gore with all the Evil Mm -hmm. Dead movies with the exception of Army of Darkness which isn't a super gory movie but Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 Evil Dead 2013 all very very gory movies Mm -hmm. which I love but there is something really raw and gross about the effects in the Evil Dead that really make it hard to watch it's not the it's not like the Saw movies where it's like more medically accurate, and it's not even like, um, I think to me, it, it reminds me of the effects from The Thing, where they look gross, but not real, but because they don't look real, it looks so much worse. And that pencil scene looks awful in like the grossest way. I just think it's one of those, it's it's kind of like when I see like eyeball horror or teeth horror Mm-hmm. Where it's I that could ha- I have all those I could that could happen <laughs> to me like yeah something hitting your eye is not out of the realm of possibility or somebody breaking your teeth and like we all have heard the urban legend or you know everybody's mom is but you got to check under the car before you get in because the land of the car and cut your Achilles or whatever like yeah like where that like you can just picture that little cut of meat in your yeah. foot. Where it's like Any, a tendon. Anytime, anytime there, there's an Achilles thing, and I, I, I'm i sure there's like a YouTube video that's like, watch Mojo's 10 worst Achilles cuts. But anytime <laughs> you see it in like Pet Cemetery or House of Wax or just any any of these movies where it gets cut, you're like, God, that's so awful because you can't do anything. And that is not an injury that, that, that heals correctly. Because no. on the TV show Oz... That's how somebody lost their NBA career. There was a guard who's going to go pro, and then one of the prisoners cut his Achilles, and he couldn't go pro anymore. So every time I see that in a movie, I'm like, "Well, fuck, he, he can't go pro now. He can't go to the yeah. NBA. They're they're never going to play with Jordan, and it makes me sad." That's why I always wear high tops because I don't want nothing to happen to my shit, and then I won't be able to go pro. <laughs> <laughs> the draft's coming up, and I'm really hoping for you. I hear that you are actually. Somewhere in the lottery, somewhere, somewhere, you're going somewhere, but you're going to have to play Summer League and play in Europe for a while. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs for the first round draft choose white chocolate. <laughs> white Which, strawberry that's, chocolate. That's uh, that's my name from the And One Mixtape Tour. So I've, <laughs> I got them to let, let me put white chocolate on the back of my jersey. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, we got the professor. We got hot sauce. We got motherfucking white chocolate out here. Crossing everybody over. Crossing everybody over. I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Twizzler, by the way. Uh, if anybody Twi- wants to know. Twizzler. <laughs> Twizzler <laughs> with, the, with the A on the end. <laughs> you can't say the hard R of Twizzler. You can't say the hard R on the nope. N1 mixtape. Can't, can't do it. Got, no, gotta sir. be Twizzler. <laughs> but uh, just that, the pencil in the ankle, man. Like, it just... And then, like, they have a lot of, like, stretchy flesh in this movie. Where yeah. it's it doesn't... It's not a clean... It's like pulls, and I'm like, ugh, God. It's just cringy. Yeah, and... It's not just like a quick stab. They really get it in there and like really like like, like they're turning a la- like a hand crank or something. Like just really twist it around there. Really get all that gooey stuff mm-hmm. coming out. And that's gonna med- that's gonna med- mess up your whole trip. Like they, you you can't do anything. You can't go hiking anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they they throw her in the cellar. And I love the scene. And you you mentioned this with like the the dummy heads and different. There's there's a part where they're like bashing. Cheryl in the face with a shotgun, and it's just like clearly a volleyball on a mop handle. And you're like, I don't, yeah, this, this looks shitty, but I'm into it. I'm not mad about it. Like the the rest of the movie is so good that you're just willing to. Oh, and you could like, there's no mistake that this is a no budget movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's 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 a testament to the rest of the movie that I'm like, yeah, it's clearly just a dummy, but I don't care. Like, yeah. I know oh. it's not real. We did overlook one of the most iconic scenes from this movie, which makes mm-hmm. which I always forget's in there until it's happening. I'm like, I don't love it. I don't love the the the, the tree gynecologist. I don't <laughs> do, do, Dr. Treeman over there. Just <laughs> yeah. I don't love that scene. I get what they were going for where like the woods are having their but I don't like I've said before I don't love sexual assault in horror movies. I don't I I don't mm-hmm. find it particularly scary. I sometimes find it very lazy as a way to be like look how shocking we can be. This one is done in a very I don't want to say goofy way, but a very goofy way because you see the vines going up or and like t- touching her boobs and whatever. And then you I have behind that, but go ahead. <laughs> and then a little little heavy petting with some uh with a ficus, you know how how you do. But then mm-hmm. you do have that branch that just goes like that that is just like harpooned into her 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 cooch parts. And you're like, yeah, this is so over the top and silly that I'm not really offended anymore because it's just like it's so it's wacky. Like it's weird and wacky how they did it. I just think that there are other ways, because like sexual assault is like a true horror, and I think the reason people watch horror movies, horror fans, is to escape that real horror. Yeah, you know, it's not fun when it's yeah. rapey. Yeah, it's not fun, and that's why we, and that that's why you and I both have issues with a lot of Rob Zombie work, is because he, he, that's like his go-to in his wheelhouse, where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to write this scene. Let let's make it real sexually assaulty. And that'll that'll really get them riled up, but I don't love this scene. I I get why it's in there. I'm not particularly offended by it. It's just not my favorite. Apart from like, yeah, it's it's not my favorite. I don't love it. But everything well, else. And in 2013, they they did that same. She gets grabbed by the woods and it goes up up her mm-hmm. too. Like yeah, and I you would have thought by 2013 because I think even Sam Raimi or. Uh, Bruce Camp, I think they did say, yeah, I kind of regret that part. Yeah. You know. 
But I think for I think it works better in the 2013 version because that one is so much scarier and so much more like traumatic that it mm-hmm. kind of fits the narrative and, and the theme a little bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it just, it's an odd thing. <clears throat> I don't know. I just, it's a, it's sexual assaulty. Then it becomes yeah. not fun. Like the rest of the movie, even though it's cringy with like the ankle stuff, at yeah. least it's like not, it doesn't cross over into like, Oh, that could happen. Not a tree, but like, yeah. you know, yeah. sexual assault. So full disclosure, I will say this. So there is a, musical called Evil Dead the Musical. There, There's a musical version of Evil Dead. And a theater troupe here in Evansville, Indiana, did a production of it back in 2018, and I was involved. I helped do, like, the gore effects, but I also played one of the trees. So mm-hmm. the, it, it was very goofy. I the, am Groot. I am. I did say <laughs> I am Groot. So I did play one of the trees, and it was very, like, silly. Like, I wore, like, a bur- burlap sack and had, like, leaves in my hands. It was very, very corny, very hokey. But I want to say that even though I am I am criticizing the the scene, I did portray a tree in Evil Dead the Musical, so I am a hypocrite. But you know what? I needed my SAG card. I needed to become Union <laughs> so I can tour with the Book of Mormon. Okay, that's what I did this for. I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my credentials. You went from the Book of Dead to the the Book of Mormon <laughs> to the you... Book of Mormon. Yes, uh, <laughs> Evil Dead the Musical. If you get a chance to watch it, it's it's a very funny show and it has a really good soundtrack. So highly recommend that. It seems like that's the low budgetness of this movie really lends itself to be a stage production because it's like you need a cabin, pretty much that's it, you know. Yeah, you used to have like a, a, a single black box theater, you build the set of the cabin. And what was fun about our production was we went all out with like, because it's like the only, the one of the things that makes it cool, it's like it was one of the only musicals with a splash zone. So they're like about getting like gore on the crowd and like them wearing ponchos like a Gallagher show and we installed and we installed like a sprinkler system above them that's like to Mm -hmm. water crops that like would like would spray blood on them during certain parts yeah it was elaborate and one of the best times of my entire life um so I'm just gonna wax nostalgic for a second and be like I miss that (laughs) time I miss it wish I could go back that closing number when you guys are like five thousand (laughs) twenty (laughs) five hundred Seasons of love. Um, I do love Rent as well. And you know that. You know that about me. I love Rent so much. Yeah. But um, getting back to this movie, you've got um, you've got the pencil scene. And then people just start getting turned uh, left mm-hmm. and right. And you're not sure if it's being transmitted by, like, kissing or just being in the proximity. Or maybe you have to get stabbed by a pencil. Because Linda does turn after being stabbed in the ankle by, by that pencil in a really cool effect. Where it showed like the spider webbing going up her like like she's almost being infected like uh, the Walking Dead or something. Yeah, and you and you know what you, you anybody does or everybody does after they get stabbed in the Achilles by a pencil, they go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you get stabbed in the ankle, but you're going to sleep with some with your friends or your boyfriend's sister who is a demon in the cellar. Like I, this, That's this heckling is a morning you problem. the whole time. <laughs> and also how big is this cabin? Because you have uh what's her face? The tree lady mm-hmm. come in and, and like that from when she's in the forest to when she dies with that dagger or whatever is even past that. It, for me, it it's a very assault on the senses. It's very, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Sally just yelling the whole like, time. Like, we're going to get you. Like, hee, 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 hee. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very like like she slept through that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you gotta get so. Sometimes you're tired, okay, and you gotta get get some shut eye. But it is very loud. There's not a lot of dialogue in this movie, and I think that's why it felt a little slower rewatching it. I don't. I I love this movie, and I keep saying that, but it's like I was like, yeah, I, I know what happens in this. I don't know if I want to keep watching it. I, I mean, I obviously finish it. Uh, for mm-hmm. this podcast, it's like it's like it's weird to say like this is my favorite horror movie, but also be like I don't want to watch this all the time. I don't want to just put it on all the time because there's not a lot of dialogue. The story is very thin, but because the gore and the horror is so good, you're like I will watch it come. I, I will watch it. It's a very thin premise that they managed to make very good and stretch mm-hmm. it. One of the positives of, of this movie that I f- I just love, even at 20 years old, man, Sam Raimi really just knows how to put a camera places yeah. or move the camera. And it's like some shot, like Ash was just walking in from like one room into the cabin to the other. And for some reason it's just tilted mm-hmm. for no reason. And it's yeah. like, you could just have them walk in normal, but that was definitely a choice to have it turned. And it, there's no reason for it. And maybe if like a, a film scholar would be like, Oh, there's no reason. Why would you do it? But I'm like, well, why wouldn't you do it? Have it yeah. turned like he just like there's a scene where uh was it Scotty or whatever he's dead on the couch or what no he's laying on the floor and you see his eye open up a little bit mm-hmm. and it like he's dragging the body out and then he's dragging the body outside and then in the 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 foreground is uh is the lady in the 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 seller like it's just a great shot for whatever reason yeah. i just made a note of that like yeah. and to have the camera just kind of float through the woods and yeah for as low budget as this thing is like you could just tell that he had some chops from the first thing he did so to get that shot of the the very iconic shot of like the camera moving through the woods like normally that would require like a dolly system or like laying track down they said we don't have the money for that so what they did was they actually took um a piece of wood and set the camera on a piece of wood and then put like bike handles on that piece of wood and two people just carried it and walked it through the woods, which is so ingenious. It's such a genius mm-hmm. way to get that effect with like none of the hassle. I know it, it reminds me of um, Rob Robert Rodriguez when he did El Mariachi, which was the first of his uh, Mariachi trilogy with like Desperado mm-hmm. and uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He didn't have a dolly, so he used a wheelchair. He's like, well, yeah. I don't have this, so I'll just use a wheelchair for, for for these shots. It's like that is some really that 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 is some great ingenuity on like making the most of what you have. Yeah, and like so that what they're going for is steady cam. Yes. Uh, so they they got creative. They had what they called shaky cam technique, which uh, gave the Evil Dead its its look. And a couple of different rigs were built to produce those moments, including the shaky cam, or what they called the uh, Ram O cam, and the Voss O cam, is what they called those. But and then I think that last scene where it's there, he comes up behind Ash. I, I call him Ashley. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like when he turns around and the, whatever the thing gets him, I think they put the camera on a bike and ran it through that cabin. Yeah, and there was a lot of shots where they're like, "We're just gonna break actual windows. We're, we're just gonna sh- we're we're going to throw this camera through a window and hope for the best." So we have one take to get this, so mm-hmm. we're gonna break the window, and then we will have no window. It and maybe I'm confusing 2013 with this one, but when it doesn't he bury Linda right in the 
outside and there's like that camera shot of the dirt hitting the camera. I think that is 2013. He also has the, he also buries Linda in Evil Dead 2, which okay. e- Evil Dead 2 is basically Evil Dead 1 remade with a bigger budget and a little bit more fleshed out, a little bit more more defined. So when people say that Evil Dead 2 is their favorite, I can't really fault them because it is essentially the same movie. Um, when I watched Evil Dead 2 for the first time, I was hella confused. On like, I, what, So was I the first time. Yeah, because it's like... It's kind of a reboot remake, but it's the sequel to the first one, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's called Evil Dead 2, but also everybody's alive again and we're going back to this cabin and we're doing the same stuff. For the first part of the movie, it's like, this is the same movie with with different characters. Mm -hmm. And then it gets a little little more wacky with the whole uh, chainsaw arm and like, swallow your soul, swallow your soul. And I thought that Groovy. was dope. Yeah. Groovy, all it's that a, fun. It's a little more yeah. slap. It's a little more Three Stooges horror. Yeah, you know? and it's because they had a bigger budget, so maybe that was the movie they wanted to make to begin with, uh, but mm-hmm. but they just couldn't do to restrictions. But this has uh, some gnarly gore. I love the scene where everybody has like different ways to die in this. Like sometimes you get stabbed with a dagger and you cut your own hand off. You like eat your own hand off. For no yeah. reason, then, then then you get stabbed with your own hand holding a dagger, and then you just spray milk everywhere. You've got the big saucer eyes. It is. I love the death scenes in this because they are so just. It, it's insane how much Kairos corn syrup and red food coloring they they went through on this. And, and not even red, but the, like there's all kinds of different liquids flying everywhere in this movie, and it that's where I'm like, it doesn't really make. Since to and to me, that's where this movie's kind of phantasm. Okay. Where there's no no real rules to it, and that's like I'm surprised you like this so much, but you don't like phantasm as much. I like phantasm just fine. I know I that we're, know. we're 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 gonna carry that animosity over into this season. Like I like phantasm just fine, but of the movies we watched last season, it was the worst one. If you if you want to know more about that, listen to our uh, round roundup episode. But, I'm not mad at you, son of a bitch. I'm not mad. Okay. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at you either or your crunchy wife. <laughs> My God. Uh, but, like, yeah, the, there's so many death scenes, and it's like she gets stabbed with that dagger. What's the dagger called, Gavin? Uh, the Kandarian dagger. Kandarian. And then you would think, like, that death is like, oh, that's how you kill them. Yeah. And then it's not. <laughs> like, They're you like, got to dis- yeah, kill them with the axe after. You got to gotta axe them a question. Mm-hmm. You got to Jack Torrance him. <laughs> you got to ask him a question. Uh, then you've got to, yeah. You, I thought like, okay, well, cl- cl- clearly they're dead because they got because they spit up the, the white milk. You're like, okay, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh no, they just made them inconvenience. Um, I do love that that yeah. one <laughs> joke though because it's very 80s and it's very like it, it's just pure cheese where they they find the dagger. It's got like the skull on it, and Scotty goes and looks like one of your old ex girlfriends, and they're like. <laughs> 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 got him I do I want to know more about and I think in Evil Dead 2 they kind of do that but like the recording the guy who did the recording mm-hmm. like I like that I like the lore behind that I want to know more about that yeah they definitely flesh it out more in 2 with like this bound book was bound by human skin and written in human blood many years ago and they even like go even more so in Army of Darkness where you see like where it came from in like the medieval mm-hmm. times 
Uh, but yeah, this is like they found a spooky book and it does spooky things and spooktacular. Yeah, it's it, for what they're trying to do in this movie. It's it's just fine. But I, that's the stuff that intrigues me because then you're like, where did what happened to this guy? Where'd he go? You know, what happened to this son of a bitch? Where what what happened? Yeah, where is the where is this professor? Where is his wife? Um, you find out in Evil of the Dead too, like oh they buried Henrietta in the basement or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you don't know where anybody went. Like where where where'd the professor go? Did he just peace out? Like where is everybody at? Um. One of the gore scenes that I vividly remember and being like, what? When they uh, cut off the girlfriend's head in the in like the yard when he's with trying to like shovel. Yeah, with, with the shovel. He couldn't chainsaw her. So he's like trying to bury her. And the idea of getting ready to chainsaw somebody that you love who's a demon and then they turn back into what you think they should be. And you're like, well, please don't. Please don't. Ashley, like, it's okay now. I'm okay. You you can let me up. And then two seconds later, they're like, oh, no, I'm going to smack you into a bookshelf, Bruce Campbell, and you're going to t- break your ankle now. <laughs> like, that, that is, like, the cr- the creatures know when to turn that on. Yeah. When to, like, pretend, which is scary because it's, like, to you know, to, to us humans not infected with evil, death is the end. And it's yeah. like... Could I save this person? Yeah. And you're just like, is this a me thing? Could, could, could we get through this? Could we get past uh-huh. this? Is this a me thing? Or... Hmm. I, could look, I could look past this, baby. I could look past <laughs> this. How, but but, but what, what, what what that mouth do? What that mouth do, baby? What it, it do? It spits a bunch of liquid everywhere. <laughs> it spits a bunch of liquid everywhere. But then you've just got Cheryl getting cut up with, with the axe. And even though you know that they just put, like, body parts under the floorboards and, like, the head sticking up, it's still so good looking. I love that, those cheesy practical effects. And that's why there's so many practical effects in this. There's no CGI. It's all rubber men and just melting dummies and stuff. Even though it looks bad at times, it's still practical, so it looks better than, like, bad CGI. Yeah, it's almost like when uh, you see Large Marge in uh, Pee-wee's what, Big Adventure. Yeah, where it's like you know it's it's not real, but I that scared the shit out of me back in the day. You know, <laughs> that scared Large a lot Marge. of people. That's one where if you watch any kind of um, YouTube videos or any list or whatever, it's like the scenes from kids' movies that scared us. It's always Large Marge and the boat scene from Willy Wonka. Those are always going to be on there. Yeah. People are terrified yeah, it, of those things. And like just the the overall effects in this movie are are great even though it's like we've talked about it, where you can like that's a dummy, that's a whatever and where it's like it doesn't affect the movie. The rest of it is so good yeah. that we look past it. You you have to. Um and then you've got like everybody becomes possessed and then Ash has to kill everybody. And I think for me the fight against Scotty when he's just like stabbing his friend and like the the eye scene, you mentioned it like having your eyes gouged out. Like anytime that happens in a movie, I check out because being blind is like a huge fear for everybody. Mm-hmm. And like, oh man, it, it just sounds so scary to have your eyes popped out and like the, the blood and the pus and everything that's happening during that. It's so gross. And with the, um, and then at the end, like that they find out that they can defeat the demons by burning the book. 
And just what did you think of that that sequence where they where, where they burn the book and like everything starts to like go stop motion and kind of melty? Like what 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 did you think of that? It lasted a long time. Yeah, but I didn't hate because the effects were good, and it, he's trying to like lasso the Book of the Dead with that uh, necklace or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's it's good suspense, but also it's like just crawl forward a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But Ash is to Ash takes so much abuse in this. Like he gets his ankle like squeezed. He gets re- he gets like stabbed. But he gets like stabbed. He also has. Um, when they're in the yard, when he when he has to cut his girl girlfriend's head off, like she's like clawing at his leg, then they're like mm-hmm. squeezing his leg, and just like a lot of leg trauma for poor Ash. And he, Bruce Campbell, is like the king of pratfalls and like throwing himself into stuff. So he could crawl forward, but also he does have Scotty like blind, trying to pull his leg off and like biting him and eating his leg. So cut the man some slack. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I thought that last sequence was was good because i you know obviously you would think you if you even if you hadn't seen this movie you could say oh burning that book might solve this you if you've seen enough movies you could kind of just think that could be the conclusion you know yeah but i will say being able to burn the book that that is a liability for the book if you're gonna make it an all-time evil book be like don't make it burnable make it stronger when it burns there's not a spell you could put on your own book. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that, that that whole sequence when like everything's melting and their faces are coming off Indiana Jones style. It is so it is some of the grossest stuff in the entire film. It's just so gross looking because mm-hmm. it's practical uh, where they're like melting dummies and like hairs falling off. And then out of nowhere, like the bodies just explode with like hands, which also it was very has- the thing. Like, yeah. I wrote in the notes, I was like, oh, the thing is part of these people now, I guess. <laughs> They're going to Outpost uh, in, a, in a, Antarctica <laughs> next. We're all tired and nobody trusts any, each other. <laughs> also, there was, like, a part where, like, oatmeal just comes out of Scotty's sleeve or something. <laughs> <laughs> they did do a lot of things coming out of people. You had the white milk. You had regular blood. You had bugs and snakes at one point. You had mm-hmm. applesauce oatmeal, and you're like, that is that cream of wheat? Uh, <laughs> are these demons full of cream of wheat, a nutritious breakfast? Uh-huh. What? I feel like there was a lot of things that ha- – it wasn't like one thing that oozes out or happened to these creatures, which is also – it like when you do research and you watch the movie enough, you realize, oh, they're possessed demons or whatever – but it's also, I think, from the jump, it's not clear what they are. I think, don't you think that they're not zombies, really? But they're also not demons. They're they're kind of everything. Like you said, it's very undefined. It's a very mm-hmm. undefined presence of what they actually are, which is a bummer. Yeah. Still, it gave everybody excuse to get really bloody and gory and give, give some cool gore effects. And it is genuinely unsettling and very scary. Like I remember watching. This was some people who never seen it. Like this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. Just it is. It's pretty scary. (laughs) Like it is. Like I've seen enough now where it does. It doesn't bother me. But it's like the laughing and the possessions and just like the 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 shot of her just like sitting there in the hallway and like we're gonna get you. (laughs) And it's the eyes. Like they they had to cover the eyes. Like and it's not like elaborate makeup. No, but it's just creepy. It's creepy and it's practical and just 
I, I also really like how much damage these demons can take. Because you've got Scotty hitting one with like a 2x4 and like these giant comically oversized foam 2x4s. Mm-hmm. You've got hands getting smashed in doors and like blood going everywhere. These demons can take a licking and keep on ticking. And I like I like a I like a adversary that is still kind of human and can take damage, but can also take a lot of damage because it just adds to like the fun factor. The uh, another thing when something happens where I think one of the women gets hit and then immediately you see that Scotty just sit up a la Michael Myers or the Undertaker yeah. sits up real quick, kind of like it would be in a haunted house. Like it's too quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, that what a great sequence. And it's like we know some of this the stuff is on the cheap end, but like he's such uh a good cinematographer, Sam Raimi or his cinematographer. I don't know who is on set, but it's like yeah. it doesn't matter it's shot so well that it doesn't really matter that it kind of looks shitty, you know? <laughs> what I loved about Scotty's character too, now that you mention him, is that Ash is like, we got to see what's going on. Like, we got to get him to a hospital. And he's like, let's, and Scotty's like, no, we got to shoot him. Let's just, uh, <laughs> we just got to, we're going to get rid of them. He's like, are you happy in your relationship, my guy? When you're just like, well, thank God. I finally got a reason to get out of this one. Well, you know why? Because earlier there's that scene where the, the creature's like panning from window to window. And it looks like they're dressing. And uh, you know what, what he's doing? Is he nothing and loving? Nothing, well, running. <laughs> nothing, shooting. <laughs> I got what I came for. All right. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> I got what I came for. Oh, we have to spend the whole weekend together now? We only brought cards. Damn it. It's going to be a long one. Better better go down the basement and reread a spooky book to give us some entertainment. How, how did you feel about the overall cabin and the setting of, of the woods? Um, I'm not a camper and camping scares me because I watch too many horror movies. So I thought it was very effective. Uh, so yes, very effective for me because I'm afraid of the it's, woods and like camping and like the unknown and being isolated from people. It, 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 it bothers me. Well, even like this was kind of a remote location. So when people would get hurt or, or anything, it's like literally they couldn't go get help or if they did it was it took a long time because this it was in morristown tennessee mm-hmm. and like they slept in this cabin so you'd have 13 people sleeping in this cabin and it didn't have any running water but it had a phone line but it, these people would just go days without showering can you just imagine being bruce campbell or any of these other people just covered in fake blood and all this <clears> shit <throat> and uh. then it's like yeah good night Go to sleep. <laughs> we'll do it again tomorrow. Cause there's scenes where like Bruce Campbell's on the ground covered in fake blood, like in the dirt outside, and like, well, you're wearing that dirt now for the next three days, my guy. It's yeah. just it, it does it doesn't sound fun. I know people who really enjoy going to music festivals, and they're like, I love Bonnaroo. I love being back with nature. I love just being my purest self. You're like you like not showering for days at a time and seeing DJs. Like that's yeah. what that's what you want to do. Like don't make it about nature. You like not nah, not showering and listening to shitty techno music. So I'm sorry, but it's not for me. I'm too. I like to call myself like I'm too much of a princess. I was like I need to shower. I need my clean clothes. I don't want to stay outside for a music festival. I will go to a hotel and then I will come back and see you in the morning. I went uh, backpacking in the mountains of New Mexico as a teenager, and we you couldn't wear deodorant because then the bears would smell it. 
Mm. So we all stunk. And I think I the longest I've ever gone without a shower or bathing is six days. Oh, God. <clears throat> that does not sound fun. Also, but the thing is, we all stunk. So it wasn't like I stunk and everybody smelled <laughs> like roses, you know? <laughs> you, you all had that swamp ass together. You were all just one giant swamp thing of asses. Mm-hmm. And... uh so, like I mentioned, some people got hurt on it. I, I don't remember which one of the actresses got hurt, but her eyelashes were ripped off. One, oh, one, God. But like her face mask got <laughs> removed. And because of the low budget, they had the, those contact lenses that were as thick as glass, and they uh, they could only be worn for 10 minutes. Or it took 10 minutes to apply them, and they could only wear them for 15 because what this article says is they didn't let them, quote, breathe. Mm. So yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's like I saw this. So I said like it was like putting um like saucers in your eyes. Yeah, like you, your pores, you, your body still has to breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just and the, just the simple putting something over your eyes to make it not look like eyes, but still yeah. eyes is scary. I had to do some. I had to wear contacts one time. Um, and I'm not a big contact person because I have very tiny beady eyes, so I have trouble like getting them in there but i had to wear um contacts one time when i worked at a haunted house and it was just like the ones that that were white and kind of like uh obscure the roundness of your eyes and even doing that i was like after like 10 minutes i was like i hate this i don't want these on my eyes anymore i would rather just not be wearing these and so to do it to have ones in those that big on there you're like no absolutely not that that would not be for me did you ever, when you were a kid, like take a quarter and put it in your eye, and then you have like a monocle? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've, I'm doing that right now. So yeah, old quarter, and now it's to me cringeworthy to think I'm taking public change and putting it in my <laughs> eye. Ugh. Um, anybody listening, think about how dirty your money is. Where has it been? Yeah. It's been in circulation since the 1960s. So try not to think about where that money's actually been. Could it have been up a stripper's ass? Probably. It could Smells be. like it. Smell- <laughs> <laughs> Did you do cocaine with it? Well, guess what? Now someone else will have that cocaine residue when they get their change back at the local Piggly Wiggly. I, I love like when you get a dollar and it says like Carol sucks balls. Somebody wrote that on the dollar or whatever. In Trump we trust. Like well, you, uh, that's a crime. You defaced money. You you should go to jail now. Um, did you ever? You worked food service, did didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, working food service or retail? Did you ever have? Did you ever have anybody give you bra money? Ooh, sweaty titty money. Yeah, that sweaty uh, I titty currency. But I know what you're talking about, where it's just like, where'd that come from? Because you just reached in and pulled that out. Like, Yeah, ugh. I had that a couple times working retail, and it's like, I, I'll take it, but I also have hepatitis now, and I wish <laughs> I wish that you Thank hadn't... Thank you, Pam pa- Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, it was not Pam Anderson at the Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory. Okay, it was not her. It was more like it, Jam Anderson, am I right? <laughs> it, it's never good when somebody gives you money and it's the same temperature as their body. 
Like, oh, honey, like, I just, I've got I've to gotta warm this five up for you. Be like, no, no, I will take it at a cold temperature. Please yes. preserve this. But yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. So anybody right now, your money is disgusting. Use a debit card. Yes, please. And and then make sure that that debit card is body temperature. <laughs> Why is this card warm? <laughs> is that a requirement for the chip reader? It's like, please reinsert card once it's the same temperature as your asshole. Well, that was speaking of warm, Gavin, they had some uh, crazy filming conditions during the last days on set. They just ended up burning all the furniture to stay warm. Yeah, I, I so, read that. That has got to be that that that's got to be when you know you are destitute. You're like, we gotta finish this movie. Burn a bookcase. Yeah, hopefully we don't need this uh, scene on the couch again because we're not gonna get it. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to buy another couch. But if not, and actually, the cabin itself actually burned down uh, years ago because uh, people would go to because for a long time. As so, I would love to see, I would have loved to have seen the cabin. I think that would have been sick, mm-hmm. but it was like hard to get to because it's in Tennessee in the middle of the woods. But I guess some teenagers accidentally burned it down. So, so the only thing that is there now is the fireplace they built. But nobody likes to give directions to it because it's already been vandalized so much. You want to you wanna go down that road right there? <laughs> the road? Sometimes. No. Sometimes <laughs> dead is better. Sometimes deadites is better. Um... <laughs> Uh, Bruce Campbell actually said of the filming uh, conditions, he said, 12 weeks of mirthless uh, exercise and agony is what he said. So, And he was the guy that was on set every day, I'm sure, because he was the lead. But uh, back back to the cabin, I th- I think it's the cabin from uh, Dawn of the or, uh, Evil Dead 2. Part of the facade of that cabin is in the Living Dead Museum in Pittsburgh. I think that's what it was. Cause I was trying to remember, I saw that part and it makes no sense that it's in that museum, but I, th- I think they were like, yeah, we got the evil dead cabin. So we're going to put it in our museum. We got to put it, we got to send it somewhere so that some people can appreciate it. But I'm not mad about that. I think it'd be cool to see. I love seeing yeah. like movie props anywhere. I went to a planet Hollywood in Orlando like 15 years ago. I was like, they got a Chucky doll here and like a Jack Skellington. <laughs> And then you realize you're like, I'm at a Planet of Hollywood. <laughs> it's the cane from Citizen Kane, which is a it's... Simpsons joke. <laughs> is that Rosebud? Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what that's that's that? Um, but overall, I, I I love this movie. It is very slow, and it's not. It doesn't have a lot of plot to it. It's just people in in a cabin getting gored up. And mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun. I got, I got to see this at a drive-in during a pandemic as a double feature when they're like, well, we can't show new movies, so we'll do like a anniversary tour for Evil Dead. They showed Evil Dead 1 and 2 back-to-back at the Rockport Drive-In uh, in southern Indiana. And it was one of the best experiences ever. Just being able to sit in a car in the summertime and just watch these two great horror movies. I, I've, I've said it before. Horror, old horror, deserves to be seen in a, in a drive-in for like maximum experience. So mm-hmm. it's it's an experience that I will probably never be recreated unless, unless we have another pandemic or something. So I'm glad I got to experience I'm that. Praying. <laughs> I'm praying. I'm <laughs> uh, praying. And, and, and honestly, it was, it was my first time seeing either of these on the big screen. So it, it just worked out that way. Uh, rapid fire facts and stuff like that before we wrap this up. Uh, so they, they had to film a lot of this, the sound and stuff on, you know, while they were filming. But some of that didn't turn out uh, too well. So they... 
and they had to go back and do some of the sounds. So they had dead chickens were stabbed to replicate sounds of mutilated flesh. And Campbell had to scream into a microphone for several hours. Hot. And reading that, that's uh, how death metal was started, Gavin. (laughs) If you listen to the first Cannibal Corpse album, (laughs) most of their lyrics are actually chickens getting stabbed. (laughs) And that, yeah, just uh, pigs squealing for no reason. <laughs> you mentioned seeing that in the theater. Sam Raimi debuted this movie at the Redford Theater. He's from Royal Oak, Michigan, which is I'm familiar with because there's a comedy club there called uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Okay. Uh, I call it Detroit, but there's a few too many Teslas to be considered uh, Detroit. <laughs> Need more Pontiacs. Yeah, but he for, for this premiere, he brought in ambulances to be outside of the theater he uh, brought in like uh, fans and wind. I guess they called it wind tracks. He tried to mimic the style of William Castle, who was known for like releasing movies but having gimmicks. Like a skeleton would fly through the the theater, and I th- I'm pretty sure William Castle did House on Haunted Hill. It's probably oh, okay. his most famous uh, movie. And the original title was supposed to be Book of the Dead, but they changed it to The Evil Dead. How do you feel about The Evil Dead being the title? Because even I think they had the cover of the tide of the 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 DVD or the poster or whatever, and it didn't doesn't really match anything about this movie. No, I mean the the dead are evil, so I get it. I think the Evil Dead is a stupid title, but it also works for it. And uh, the Book of the Dead was not used because why? Why I don't remember. Uh, oh, you don't know why? Um, it was no. actually uh, I thought we had the same IMDb page pulled up, but I guess not. <laughs> no, uh, we don't. It was it's, it's gonna be called the Book of the Dead, but uh, producers said don't call it that because they were afraid that kids would be would be turned away because of the literary reference. They're like kids don't like reading. Don't call it about a book because then they'll think it's just like a, an adaptation, uh, which is still true to t- today. So if you wanna. Name your movie after a book, people probably won't see it because they don't read. Yeah, that's why I don't never call your uh, your movie C-SPAN for <laughs> people read. That's uh, why Steve- this pod. That's why this podcast isn't called "They're Coming to Get You" the book. Uh, <laughs> we thought about it, but we're like, no, nah, that could be confusing. Uh, Stephen King helped this movie out tremendously. Saying it was one of the, uh, the the best, I think, new movies he had seen that year. Most original movie. He saw it at the Cannes uh, Film Festival. Is that, is that Cannes? Am I saying that right? Or? Uh, con, the, the, uh, the Cannes or Cannes Film Festival. C-A-N-N-E-S? Yeah, it's like Cannes uh, Film Festival. The Cannes Film Festival is what I'm going to say. <laughs> but he saw it, and uh, he he was, you know... His even back back in the day, his in 1982, what he said really carried a lot of weight. Still does, you know. Did it carry um, a lot of weight? Nah, carry. Ah, am I am I right? <laughs> he really helped start the fire for this movie, and really made it the it movie of the summer of 1981. Keep I going. don't know if it came out during the summer Keep or going. whatever. Cujo, <laughs> Cujo, Cujo, I'd go. Uh, uh, the actors yeah I could go Uh, the actors when they're listening to the tape they got high for real 
being the method actors they were, they got high for real, and the entire scene had to be uh, later reshot due to uncontrollable laughter and behavior. <laughs> so that's maybe why part of this movie took 12 weeks to shoot. <laughs> because they couldn't uh, stop smoking that dank kush. That dank. Uh, part of this movie was uh, edited by the Cohen brothers. Uh, oh, from so Fargo? That's, that's kind of a cool fact. Oh, yeah, that's Fargo a and No that, Country for Old Men. I, I always get the Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers the, is uh, Dumb and Dumb Dumber. And Dumber. <laughs> Dumb and you mean they they didn't do Fargo? <laughs> no, they, they didn't, believe it or not. Uh, Raimi hired uh, those ambulances to be outside of the theater. Uh, people would get free tickets to this movie if they donated blood. Uh, they'd get a, a badge saying, I bled for the evil dead. For those who uh, donated blood. And Robert uh, Tappert, I think he was a producer, joked in an interview that it was uh, their way of giving blood back to the community after so much fake blood was used for filming. And uh, that that car is... uh, Go ahead. No, go go ahead. Uh, The car is an Oldsmobile Delta 88. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I love when movies do that. A lot of movies will always do like a blood drive. And you, you think it's so clever... Like let's do a blood drive. It's like everybody does that, but but it's good that they get back. Like I know the Saw movies did it for a while. If there's a new movie coming out, they're like, go do a blood drive for this horror movie, which is super good to like give back to, to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they want you to like give the blood there. They can't, you can't just show up with the blood. <laughs> I, f- I found out. So <laughs> I got a jar full of it. Who <laughs> wants it? Is it? Does it have to be mine or can it be found? <laughs> Yeah, this is like found footage, but blood. Found this blood um, in my freezer. <laughs> Gonna go did, back. You have an, uh, did you have an oh shit moment? Um, I think my oh shit moment is probably when the hands explode from the melting deadites. That was mm-hmm. like, what is happening? Where did these hands even come from? It's just so gory, and poor Ash gets covered in even more gore. Um, so that is my oh shit moment. What was your oh shit moment? My oh shit is when you see the lady in the cellar. Okay. Uh, just, she's kind of like just heckling throughout the whole movie. But that first initial, that's when I turned it off the first time I watched it. Cause I thought, I thought to myself, this isn't a nap kind of movie. <laughs> I can't fall asleep. This will haunt me. I will be haunted yeah. by this movie. Uh, what was your best kill? Uh, favorite kill is probably when he dismembers the girl with the axe. Just okay. the, the the pieces all sitting there moving independently. Uh, it's just a very good, good visual. It's very cheesy how they did it. Like her head's coming up through the floor and there's somebody else's arm there wiggling. But it's just so fun. I loved it. Uh, my best kill is the the kill where he throws the book into the, the fire. So you get all the, um, the, you get a melting, but you get the thing. You get some oatmeal, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you get some oatmeal, you get some bugs, you get some snakes. Uh, which is what mm-hmm. Quaker Oats wants you to have. <laughs> yeah, forget uh, cinnamon and apples and strawberries. Bugs and snakes, everybody. <laughs> little bugs and snake. But that is the Evil Dead. So I'm glad. Well, I'm if glad you we like got the to... Evil Dead. What hmm. should people check out? I forgot how the show even goes anymore. I don't know. That's what are okay. we doing? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a minute. Um, if you like the Evil <laughs> Dead, um, I've never seen it, but I hear Night of the Demons is very good. That seems like it'd be very up its uh, up the alley. Um, anything with zombies, I think, if you want a fun, over-the-top, gory movie, I think Return of the Living Dead is a very good one to recommend. 
because it's very like on the nose, very kind of cheesy, very fun. Um, that that's one we will inevitably cover on this podcast. And then also like Evil Dead Two or the Evil Dead twenty thirteen. Um, Army of Darkness, I would recommend only if you've seen the other ones. Army of Darkness on its own is very fun, but it feels very, it feels much more re- removed from the horror realm that, that the other three yeah. are a part of. I would say definitely if you like this one, I would say uh, Evil Dead 2 is better. I okay. just like it more. And uh, I would say, I would I, say- I, and I would agree that I think Evil Dead 2 is the better movie, but Evil Dead is just the scary one for me. So I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, Drag Me to Hell is the same Raimi movie. Mm, good it's one. Ca- it's scary but funny at the same time. It has Perfect. some body horror, mm-hmm. which I'm not really a fan of, but I liked it in that one. Uh, there's a new movie I think came out in 2022 called Deadstream, oh. which is uh, the like the the YouTuber type guy goes in. It's on Shutter, uh, but kind of sets up cameras all over a house, and it's people say it's it's very in line with Evil Dead, and it's just a good movie anyway. I love Deadstream. I Deadstream mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite movies of last year. It was so funny and such a so, such a unique premise, and I I highly recommend Deadstream a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah, good one too, because it has like all like, the tropes. I watch like the first half of this movie is like the first half of Cabin in the Woods before and then, shit. Yeah, b- before twists happen. The twist. Um, I and I would say all all the Evil Dead's, but Evil Dead uh, three or whatever it is is maybe the last to watch just because it's the most detached. Yeah, Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that is going to be our Evil Dead episode. We are done. CC the Force kicked off. What are we doing next week, Brent? We uh, are going to continue the tradition of Evil Dead because we are going to watch uh, the brand new Evil Dead Rise. And when you I... tune into that, yes, there's going to be spoilers. We're not holding back, so... You if you may want to skip it until you see the movie. Yeah, Evil Dead Dead Rise comes out. Uh, we are recording this about a week away, so this will drop the Monday of the week that comes out. So we will have that up probably this weekend or the our our next Monday. But we're gonna have it out. We're gonna go see it. We're gonna talk about it. I think it looks absolutely terrifying. It is getting amazing reviews. Like, 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Horror fans are loving it, saying, like, apparently there's a scene with a cheese grater that is supposed to be just, like, incredible. So, so they they know what turns daddy on in the horror world. Like, cheese grater, you say, what is this, ECW? I'm listening, <laughs> and I'm on board. So I cannot wait to check that out. And then also, after that, uh, we're going to do a little, uh, little clowning around again. We're going to cl- – should we say which one it is or we're just going to say we're clowning around? Well, I say this. I, I say uh, we'll, we'll give people an extra week to watch things. We'll do Evil Dead Rise next week. The week after that, we're going to do Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So give people time to watch these things. People have uh, – they've got busy lives, Brent. we got to give them that mm-hmm. time to know what to watch. So we got a good it's- season plan. I'm really excited for season four. Again, if you have any recommendations, you can tweet at us. I'm at Gavin Horror. He's a Brent Tierhune. Also, leave us a review on iTunes or leave us a five-star review on Spotify. And if you leave a review, let us know what you want to see, and we'll probably cover it for you. That's true. With all that said, they're coming to get you. Barbara! They're coming to get you. 
They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 